Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything. And so, I'm wishing everyone out there uh, a better fall for us here above the equator with this COVID virus. I'm hoping that everybody is healthy. Everybody's staying safe. Everybody is wearing a mask. And, you know, just using social distance techniques to whatever degree you have to. I see a lot of people are panicked about it. Some people aren't. Some people are, either you have people that are very careless or you have people that are too careful, right? And then in between is the rest of us. And so just wishing everybody the best in these times. Um... Also, uh, just want to update everybody on uh, King Space is up and running, and the site is awesome, uh, like it was before. Um, so if you haven't, uh, if you haven't checked it out, go to uh, www.kinkspace.net and uh, join the community. It's a small community, uh, but again, you can post. Whatever you want, you can be yourself. You can express yourself. We we don't take money from sponsors. We're not looking to take money from sponsors. Therefore, uh, we don't have to deal with certain regulations that other sites do and certain censorship. But also, uh, look, if you would like to donate or just get on and get a paid membership that allows you to do different things. So if you have your own products and services that you would like to uh, advertise, you know, get a membership and, uh, you know, create a group, create a page and advertise away, make your money. We're not mad at you. And, you know, this is a help you to help me, uh, business. And we want the community to stay as, uh, as unfiltered as possible. And that seems to be very hard on, on many social platforms nowadays. So we've, uh, we vitalized King Space and we're ready to go. We're having fun and come join. Uh, so I had a couple of uh, funny stories. It's funny how you grow within the lifestyle. And so recently I uh, purchased a silicone shirt and it was on sale for like $140. A really nice black shirt with sort of like a, uh, sort of like military style, right? It's all black with red, uh, with red straps on it and, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the shoulders and the buttons, silver and all that. Really nice shirt. So when I find, so when I first get it, I pull it out the box and it's got all this powder on it, right? So I'm like, okay, all this powder is on, I guess it's rubber. They put powder on it. So, okay, whatever. So I wash it off. 
So I washed it off. I put it in my shower, washed it. I rinsed it and it still has this film on it. And then it's all, you know, the black isn't black. The red isn't red. It's like this really ashy color. And now I'm here dumbfounded. Like, what the hell did I just buy? And why isn't it shiny, right? And so now I'm like, okay, let me go on my phone and look up how to take care of uh, silicone clothing. And I totally understood. Now, now that I've researched it, right, which I didn't do before, how to take care of this stuff, I realized how fragile uh, this rubber really can be. And so you have to keep it coated with uh, a talcum powder or a baby powder so it doesn't stick and so it doesn't perish. You have to keep it in a, uh, a dry place. You have to keep it in uh, a, not only a dry place, but a place without a whole lot of sunlight because sunlight can deteriorate it. Um, using metal hangers can also deteriorate the fabric, so the, the rubber. So really crazy how you... You grow into the lifestyle. You're like, okay, I want certain looks now. You know, I have, I have some steampunk clothing that works well when I want to get into my dime mode. I got my jacket. You know, I got my hat. You know, I got my whole look. So now I'm like, okay, I want a different look. So I'm gonna go with the silicone shirt. So the silicone shirt is hot. It fits me well. It looks good on me. But the key is, can't use it can't really put it on and look good until I'm really ready to wear it. And so when I'm ready to wear it, I now have to get like this oil or like this gel, silicone gel that you wipe on the shirt that brings the color out for when you're going to wear it. But then when you take it off, you have to wash it and then you have to repowder it to keep it from sticking, perishing, so on and so forth. So my point in all this is, it's funny how you grow into the lifestyle, but as you start getting into a little bit more elaborate things or exotic things, the care for them are completely different, right? And so just like if you have toys or novelties like paddles, uh, pinwheels, the whole, the whole gamut, when you use them in a session, you have to clean these things, right? You just don't use them and put them away. I mean, I guess you could. I guess some people do. Let me say that you not could, but I guess some people do, which I wouldn't recommend. Uh, and maybe I'm just a little OCD clean freak. You know, after I do a session, I normally, if I don't clean them right then and there that night, they're put to the side and clean the next morning. So, you know, you, you have to care for these things. You you start to expand your 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 arsenal. You start to expand your novelties, your clothing in this lifestyle. And what you quickly come to realize is, okay, I got some stuff, but you have to care for these things. And if you don't care for these things, you know, you can just wear and tear. And also when it comes to things that you're using on people or inside of someone, right? These things have to be very, uh, carefully sanitized you know we're talking about soap and water a little bit of alcohol or peroxide you know to make sure that it's sterile um that's just being clean and exercising you know just sanitation which is very important i think that's one of the things that we've really discussed in this 
lifestyle of just how the sessions we see all these elaborate pictures and all this you know all these elaborate videos but what we don't see is what it takes to set those things up and what it takes to make sure that those things are clean and usable for the next time even if it's the same person doesn't matter you have to have these things clean and so for example people like to use the wand and so with a wand some people like to put a condom on the wand so you know i've heard some of them say oh i don't know who you've used that on or so on and so forth and that's a valid point even though i would sterilize everything anyway some people have a pet peeve of like you've used that on someone else i don't want whatever they whatever they're thinking about right because some people are a little bit more anal about these kind of things so i will oblige and if I'm using things like vibrators or novelties of that, that effect that are going to be in very private areas, areas of secretion, um, you know, or in the mouth, these are things that I'm going to make sure if it's a, if it's a, uh, if it's a vibrator, I'm going to put a rubber on it. If it's going in the mouth, if it's going to be like a ball gag, I'm going to have a ball gag specifically for this person. Once I use it on this person, that ball gag is theirs. Like I'm not exchanging. I'm not going to just try to clean a ball gag. Even though I had the breathable, the breathable ball gag. I'm still not going to try to just clean that one. Before I would try to clean those and use them again. However, uh, in this day and time with this climate that we're in, yeah, I'm not. I'm not using uh, the same ball gag. So if I use a ball gag on a on a on a submissive or uh, someone who's in session with me, that's theirs. And actually, uh, as inexpensive as a lot of this stuff is, a lot of things that I would use in session, I would normally, you know, clean and then give them to the person as a gift. Um, and it's not that big of a deal. Those things don't cost that much and. You know, if it's someone who's, it's like a one-time session, uh, clean them, give them to them, they could take it home with them. Now, if this is someone who's like my sub or someone who I'm going to play with often or every now and again, I'll make sure that I put their specific things of that nature to the side in a bag. And when they come, I'll pull those things out. And that makes them feel better too. You know, to know that I'm being very careful, very meticulous about these things are very personal and they're your things when you come here. You see that? So there's no more community toys. Now, things like a paddle, a cane, a crop, I'm going to use those things on different subjects. Right. Because those things you can wipe off, you can sanitize and, you know, because they're leather, they're not as perishable and they're very easy to clean um, because they're not being stuck in somebody. So at worst, you might be using them on someone who's sweaty, who might be sweating or someone who might you might put oil on them or water, things of that nature. Those kind of things you use the paddle, you're using the the whip or whatever you're using and those things might get on it so you just take a nice rag with some soapy water with some with a little bit of soap and water on it wipe it off 
and then maybe use a little peroxide light lightly on a little uh, napkin or something and wipe it off just to make sure you get that last little bit of sterilization in uh, because alcohol and peroxide do kill a lot of germs on uh, on surfaces so that's it's really good to use it's a good note for you guys that uh, this is how meticulous you have to be with these things and like I said uh, I've found that uh, submissives or others that I've been in session with have found those things to be very valuable to them as far as the way I prepare the session, the way I make sure that everything's clean, the, make, the way I pull at the end of the session as I'm giving them aftercare. They're seeing me clean things off, wash things off, dry them off, you know, taking care of my things. Because they know, okay, well, he just didn't pull this out the drawer. And he used this on someone last week. And now he's just pulling it out. He's going to stick that on me or stick that in me. They're comfortable knowing that. Okay, I know this guy. I know, sir, has taken his time to make sure that all this is right. And they can really, you know, and people can tell by the way you, um, when they walk into a session, how the room is set up, how things are laid out. They can tell when, they can tell the difference between that kind of person and a person who's just pulling stuff out, you know, randomly out of bags or randomly out of a drawer. You, you know, you might want to pull a condom out of a drawer, but you don't want to be pulling a, you know, a vibrator or, you know, something of that nature that's going to be very intimate. Something that's going to go in their mouth or go inside their vagina or, or something that's like a butt plug. They don't want to see you just pulling that out of some random junk drawer, you know. So, and I've also, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, especially with The Curious Girl. One of the things that I wanted to really start getting into was using rope and, and doing bondage with rope. Now, I knew simple bondage, the wrist, the ankles. I had simple bondage down. Now I'm really focusing on like body harnesses you know, um, very more, more elaborate, uh, bondage as far as, uh, chest, chest harnesses that allow you to be able to attach different, you know, um, different parts of the body to the back of it. So, you know, hog being hog tied, um, or just having the wrist being able to be secured to the back, uh, or even the legs secured to the back and the wrist secured to the back at the same time. Um, there's different ways of bondage. So I've been practicing that with rope. That's been fun. I've been practicing with a friend of mine and she's just really been trusting and awesome. I really appreciate her so much. We laugh and had some fun with it. She is uh, a doer, right? So as the video is going on, she's like, no, 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 you got to do it like this. I'm like, hold on. I got to get the crop out. I got to smack her in the booty, right? Let her know, hold on, I'm in charge. I'm listening to what they saying. I'm doing it my way. Hold on, slow down. That's what happens when you're dealing with the alpha females, which she doesn't try to top from the bottom at all. She's just trying to be helpful, 
But I like the way we play, you know? And it's the small little moments that you have to always let her know who's in charge. So that's fun. And uh, one of the things about rope, though, is depending on what kind of rope you have, this is all part of the preparation. This is all part of the sterilization of it, you know, having to boil the rope, um, you know, sanitize the rope, you know, because if you're tying someone up to their skin and, you know, you have a tendency for them people to sweat, you know, you might be tying them across their breasts. You might be tying them in between their their legs, right? So you can only expect that maybe some secretions will get on the rope, sweat will get on the rope, maybe oil will get on the rope, you know, or wax from, if you're doing wax play, those kind of things. So there's a way that you have to clean the rope. And those are things that I'm getting into, I'm getting into now, right? So I'm, you know, having to boil the rope and, uh, you know, sanitize it and do other things to make sure that is, you know, one, that is clean, and two, that it doesn't uh, break down and deteriorate as well. Um, so, you know, you have to, you know, boil it, dry it. Um, some people say uh, you have to put something on it to make sure that it doesn't dry out. So there's, there's a lot of things about this lifestyle that it looks great in pictures. You know, like when you see a woman... Or a man, for that fact, anyone being uh, suspended with a harness and rope, what it takes to even get to that point, what it takes to be able to do that takes a lot of time and patience. Like it takes patience just to do, you know, a chest harness with, you know, and being able to attach those other pieces to it. And you can, and, and it's really easy, let me say this, to do a chest harness um, however, if you want to do a chest harness and make it look artsy, that's where it gets, you know, a little bit, uh, funky. That's when it gets a little bit more interesting, right? So once you master being able to do it the regular way, now you can play with the rope, you know, double up, double it up here or put different knots here and there to give it a different look. So now the artist in you comes out, but again, what it takes to to what it takes to create those looks takes time, it takes patience, and it takes care. Care for those things that you're using to make sure that they're right to be able to use again. Because think about it, you wouldn't want to be tied up with some rope that someone else was tied up with, who was sweaty and. Maybe she, maybe that other person had a cologne or a perfume on. And so now that's in the room and you smelling that, you know, and it's like, ah, so there's a lot of care that goes into having a lot of these things is what I've learned along the journey. You know, there are people that call themselves masters and I, and I don't doubt that there's someone who's knowledgeable in all areas of BDSM, you know. Uh, but to say that you've mastered all of them takes a lot of experience. And, you know, again, one of the things that is not really talked about that I'm discussing on here is the care for the root, is the care for these novelties, sanitizing them, cleaning them, the importance of that. And right now, in this time in the world, 
we all, our level of, of cleanliness should be up anyway. You know, just washing our hands, making sure things are clean. Uh, you know, when you're in public spaces, watching how you, you know, watching the things you touch, so on and so forth. So now when it comes to very personal things, putting things on people's body, putting things inside people. You know, even if I'm putting my fingers in a submissive mouth, I want to make sure that my hands are clean. What did I touch before I'm just sticking my fingers in her mouth? And I know sometimes there's not enough time to really think about that. But you could keep some wipes or something or a nice little rag, a nice, not rag, but a nice, nice cloth, washcloth that's wet. You know, it might have a little bit of peroxide on it so you can wipe your hands off to make sure that you're not uh, touching something and putting it in your mouth. This is just where we are right now with all this COVID and all this mess. All this mess. Oh, and uh, and, and I only shouted out the, the top side of the equator, but let me just take a quick second to shout out everybody below the equator. I'm a little jealous right now because as we go, as we move into fall, you guys are moving into spring and you guys will be basking in the sun wearing wearing your bikinis and your shorts totally jealous totally jealous even though i don't think so even though i do not think some of my friends in australia can really appreciate wintertime right y'all don't get snow and all that i'm still seeing some of my friends in australia going to the beach wearing two-piece bikinis and laying out having fun and all that like you know y'all y'all got y'all got the good life down there y'all got the good life down under so anyway, um, lastly, I would like to talk about, is it what it seems and how to spot liars and fakes? So beyond the obvious guys that message you, you're going to be my bitch, you're <laughs> You know, you're going to be my slave. I'm sending you dick pics. The obvious guys, right? You know, you know they're complete jerks. You know to ignore them. You know to just block and delete them. But what about the guys that are a little bit more inclandestine, right? What about the guys who intentions you can't clearly see, but there there were there will always be clues to not fakes, but people who intentions are not very clear. And so when you have open dialogue, right? When you yourself are a person who's being very authentic, you're not hiding anything from anyone. When you come direct to people, you make them either meet you where you are or you clearly see where they are. And people who are shifty, people who don't always tell the truth, people who are using a little bit of smoke and mirrors, there's something more there. And a lot of times what women will tend to do in these situations, they tend to want to get to the bottom of it. They want to get to the mystery you know, because lies are so much more interesting than the truth. And it's that interest in the lie that you ladies have to be careful of. It's that lie that you dig for 
that you don't really get to see how far down that rabbit hole you are before you look up and can't see the top no more. You're so far in this world trying to chase that one lie that you found yourself wrapped up in all the lies or wrapped up in whatever, but it doesn't really seem like sure footing. It kind of feels like there might be a trap door underneath your foot. It doesn't feel like you're walking on solid ground. And when you don't have assurance from a man, you must take that for what it is. There's something not right. A man, a man that is authentic or people that are authentic. Let me not just make that gender bias. People that are authentic have less time to play games and lie to you or not expose to you the reality of their situation. They know, we know, that not telling the truth about our situation hurts us more than it hurts you in the long run. The last thing I want is someone to say, I was lying, I wasn't truthful, because that's not how I live my life. I try not to have things I have to hide from people. We all have our own little secrets, but if I'm intimately involved with you, I don't wanna have secrets. I've gotten to a point in my life where this is who I am. If you can accept that, great. If you can't accept that, that's fine too. Let's go different, different directions. I don't wanna not be myself to keep you around because I think that you're someone I don't want to let go. Because what happens is, I'm still going to be who I am. I may shove him to the side. And that person may not come out when you're around. But that person comes out when you're definitely not around. And that's not cool. That's just not cool. It's not acceptable for me. And so even for myself, I've dealt with women who are not being their authentic self. I've dealt with women who are very, you know, in clandestine. They got a little bit of mystery to them. And 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 their intentions aren't always clear. And I don't I don't like it. When I feel it, I automatically put them in a place of don't take her too serious. Now I become a little bit more distant in my mind and in my actions. That's how I deal with those things. And so, again, ladies, just dealing with men, don't chase the lie. If it don't feel right, it's not right. Because with a man, he's going to make you feel so sure about him. So sure about him. Because through his actions and through his words and through his conversation to you about who he is, his convictions, his fears, his wants, his needs. Through that, you see a clear picture of his behavior and how he goes about his life. When things don't match, something's not right. And instead of chasing that, you can ask him about it. And if he acts like, ah, it's not really nothing, nah, 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 eh, 
I don't know, ladies. There's a difference in a man going through something that he needs to process on his own. That's fair. That's fair for a woman going through something and she has a way of dealing with that and she needs to be to herself or she needs to whatever place or whatever place or whatever space she needs to be in. That's fine. That's fine for people to be in a space. But people can tell you, I need to be in my own space right now or I need to or I'm going to be in this space right now. That's fine. But normally when people are unclear and they act different or they're indifferent, we have to take note of that. We have to take note of that. Because when you want to be in a healthy relationship, whether it be sexual relationship, marital relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, friendships, you know, platonic friendships, what helps you get through those things is a level of predictability. And predictability is knowing who that person is. So that when they're in a place, if they're distant, you know, okay, I know you're going through something. Distant. I'm just leave him alone. You know, I'm going to give him a space. Instead of calling him, oh, are you okay? Um, are you mad at me? Is this something I can do? No, it's not about you. It's not about, um, did you do something? Is there anything you can do? If there's something that you could do, they would ask you for it, right? And if they're too prideful and that you see there's a need that you can fill, then you offer. But if you can't anticipate the need, then you have to let them process in their own way. And so as you're going through, if you're single and you're dating, or you're in a relationship and you might be looking for an other or you're looking for uh, a dominant, um, you know, these are things to consider. Like these people have to have their intentions to be clear, especially if you're in like a poly kind of situation, because if you're the, the dom, if you have a submissive who's your number one or your main submissive, Whoever else you bring in has to understand that she's number one and there's really no competition. This is really a joint thing between y'all three and that her intentions need to be focused on what she needs to do to serve the relationship and how the relationship will serve her. But her wanting to take the place of the other submissive is a game that should not be played. And those intentions, as far as what you expect, as a dominant from them and their intentions of what they want with the dynamic should be very clear, very clear. Do not play with that. I've heard it all too often, these things going in the wrong direction. But if your guy, and you know your guy, if your guy cannot say no to sex, if your guy is too giddy for sex or too giddy for women in general, he's more than likely bringing on another sub for sexual pleasure. And that can go left real fast because if she thinks this newer woman that he brings into the situation, if she thinks 
that she can control him with her sex, then everyone in the situation will lose. A true master understands to have a sub and to bring on another sub, he must be the one to be able to deny everyone anything at any time. He has to let her know sex is cool, but that is, that's not why you're here. That is not the main point of you being here. This is a community slash family kind of situation. Ideally, both of your subs would get along with one another. They would talk with one another. They would be considered sort of sister wives. But like in any relationship, you have to deal with jealousy. Not all relationships, but a lot of times you have to deal with jealousy. Someone may feel like they're being slighted. Someone feel like you're giving the other person a little too much attention. That can even happen in the middle of having sex with two people, right? You be in the middle of a menage. I've been in the middle of a menage and one woman checked out because she felt like the other woman was just being a little too greedy. And there was no way for me to really check the situation because it was really the first time I was having sex with both of them. So I was just kind of surprised that it was even going that way, number one. And number two, I was fucking enjoying myself. And all of a sudden, shit got weird. But I understood that the one girl, she invited the other girl in, matter of fact. And then she was upset that the other girl was a little greedy. And she should have just checked her, you know. Um, and at the time, I, I didn't know what to do because I'm not, I wasn't partial to either one of them. So, but again, I want to wish everyone a wonderful fall slash spring for all y'all and for all you guys uh, underneath the equator. And I hope, wish everyone well. Don't forget to check check me out on uh, Sir Inc. on Instagram, Sir Inc. on Twitter. Sir Inc. The Experience on Facebook and definitely come check us out at kingspace.net and check out more of my podcasts and one minute thoughts that I come out with on Inst that I come out with on YouTube and I gotta get back to doing all this stuff y'all I've just been so busy with work and really trying to get together King Space and all that, that I have not been doing podcasts like I would like, but I'm getting back. I'm going to, of course, have an interview with my friend, The Curious Girl, but I also have interviews lined up with other people within the BDSM community. I have another conversation with a master, I'm working on getting Michelle Figatoffi back on and uh, my friend Silent from the Philippines. I plan to have another conversation with him. And he is really, he is selling this six foot kangaroo bullwhip. I think it's kangaroo. 
kangaroo leather bull whip. It is very beautiful. It is yellow and black, and it's a monster. Now, he wants $200 for it. The only problem is mailing it to the United States because, because of our wonderful government, mail is at a standstill in some places. So I mailed a friend of mine, I sent a friend of mine a letter uh, two weeks ago on a Monday, two Mondays ago, and he still hasn't gotten it. Actually, I didn't just mail it. I actually uh, priority mailed it to him, right? So that's two-day mail. That's That should have been there in two days. It's still caught up in transit somewhere in D.C. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So, again, uh, if anyone's interested, reach out to me. I can put you in contact with my guy. You can check it out. Maybe the post office around your way is a little more, uh, a little bit more functional than uh, D.C. and Philadelphia. But uh, that's all I have. Thank you for listening. Peace be unto you. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.